2: Chap, chap, chabber down, chap, chabber down, chabber down, chabber down, chabber down, down, up down, you gonna let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off. You gon' play through fourth and longer, you gon' punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trapper Dive.
3: Yes, sir. Welcome back to another Trapper Dive podcast episode, man. I'm your host, Molly Moe, Moll, Coach Moe, Hand Dog Moe, all that good stuff, man. The fellas are on the way. AJ and Dre, but right now we got the good man, Nail BTP, bro. That's 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 what that's what they go. Uh, that's what you call by uh, in, in the Twitter streets, bro. Nail Nail BTP, man. The hand back again, man, fella. How you doing, bro?
4: It's Twitter. It's X. What you what you, what, you, what are we calling it today?
3: I'm never changing. I, it's always it's always Twitter. I don't I don't, I don't care what it is. It's going to forever be Twitter. <laughs>
4: yes, sir, man. How, how you been, man? I'm
3: good, bro. I'm good, man. I I've can't been complain, the bro. Now. Yeah, hey, I, I appreciate it, bro. Speaking of which, um, hold on, who, who's that checking in right now? Rich, what's going on with you, Player Monty? I see what's going on. Uh, speaking of which, for those who are just checking in, Deron Payne film session coming out tomorrow morning. Um, we know about that second half opening drive, but that boy was whooping ass all game. So I can't wait to show that one. Um, but yeah, definitely appreciate you, now Let me go ahead and get Dre in here. He just checked in.
0: Where's that one? Boom! Oh, there we go. Dre, what's going on with you, player? How you feeling, bro? What's up, Dre? It's good, fellas. What's up, Nail? What's up with you, man? Cool, man. How are you? Shit, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be good as long as we it. <laughs> that's how I feel, <laughs> right? Look.
4: I wake up Actually, easier. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you feel good
3: on Mondays, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Everything, everything just smooth, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey, everything hey. straight, bruh. Uh, but look, though, as we get started, everybody that's checking in, man, let me hear your keys to the game. Uh, for this upcoming uh, Sunday, one o'clock against the Buffalo Bills, I want to hear everything that you got to say. What's going to be important for you on offense, uh, defense? I think special teams, we kind of know. Cheeseman, don't, don't, goddamn, give me some good snaps, bro. That's it. But, um, like, let me know what you think and what, what needs to happen on Sunday, uh, so we can get you all in the conversation for sure. Nail, man, um, let me see, where do I want to start with this one? I'll bring in the text message because you sent something that was very uh thought provoking in the sense of like um it's it's what washington hadn't had in some time so i'll circle back to that what's been going on these first two weeks that surprised you with washington if anything has surprised you um but but yeah your overall thoughts with the mob these first two games
4: I'm just impressed by the way Sam Howell is. Oh, by the way, it. Dre, come on. Which, come on which I'm about, about to say, did, yeah. Man, where where you you what did you sip it on, man? Now, you would have told me it was that type of. <laughs> hey, look, man. We,
3: we, it's we it's always party. that type of party now. Uh-huh. Open <laughs> <Yeah, man>. up, <laughs> oh, fight, bro. Bring your drinks. To- bring your yak to the. Are, are you, on, are are time, you shouting
4: who out who you sipping on? You, you big. You can get the sponsorship going. You you might as well shout him out.
3: <laughs> hey, man. We're going to see what's yeah. up with the Rem dog, man. Remy. Rem Dog. I'm saying? Yeah. Remy. I was just listening to
4: some Remy Ma. Yeah. oh man <laughs> she got a little she got a little situation
0: with her yeah i know I, heard, I, hey,
3: I need to go ahead try and reach yeah. out give her a little dm you know what i'm saying See what no, She what she's doing my
0: boy dirty man pat pat can't be done like that man yeah,
3: legend, she can do him dirty you know what i'm saying she can come on over here to uh pg county maryland you know what
4: i'm saying oh man <laughs> she's a greyhound away Char-
3: <laughs> great, game. Game. <laughs> great hand for sure uh but but you got the floor big dog man yeah I'm,
4: I'm just i'm impressed overall by by sam how specifically what we saw against denver obviously week one against arizona you can't turn the football over but the one thing that i i kept saying is he never blinked you never saw him drop his head he he takes some shots throughout the throughout the game legal and, and illegal but for me i really feel like he is the key to it all but as I was talking about uh, today with Chris Russell, I, I feel like Eric Bieniemy is really his stamp and his impact is being felt right away. I know you've done a deep dive into the film breakdowns, So different route combinations that we're seeing him moving the launch point for Sam Howell on a consistent basis, just making him comfortable. And one thing that Sam actually talked about this week during his media availability was how more so than last year, I guess he's he's the backup last year. So you don't really care about what is what, what input he has talking about how you know eric and tavita constantly peppering him about what he likes to what he likes what he wants to be called what he's comfortable with so i just think the overall operation you know surprised me because for them to go out and score 35 points against denver and i understand it's no no uh frank clark on the field you're you're missing one of the safeties but we all three know it this was one of the better defenses in football last year and you couldn't tell last week
3: yeah yeah that's true um you you had mentioned where is that thing at? Um, let's bring it up. Oh well, shit! You said it. matter of fact, bro. We we have a quarterback and it's a big deal, bro. Yeah, um, I really and, have. and I think I think that's important for everybody to kind of take into account when when you look at an offense that is, and you kind of touched on it when you talked, uh, but when you look at an offense that's uh, structured in the sense of like they're organized. If there isn't, there's hardly any chaos. Like the first two weeks, you haven't seen any chaos. They had a home game and a road game, right? A hostile environment in Denver, and you don't see chaos in terms of like pre-snap. Like you don't see nothing like that. Like the organization and the structure is fine. Uh, obviously, that points a lot to uh, Eric Bieniemy as well. But you got a young leader in Sam Howe who is obviously in charge of setting everything up before you get to the uh, before you get to the line of scrimmage with your whole eleven. Um, I think that's that's very important and to 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 say that we have a quarterback now. I I think it's a I think in the context of what he can do when when he drops back to pass, it's something where it's like you haven't seen a threat like that in Washington. Um and there were some throws that we all know that he made that was incredible from a from a sense of like the confidence to make the throw and then the rhythm to make that throw uh when you when you're when you have both those in lockstep it's gonna be hard to defend to to defend against that um especially with somebody who has the arm to make it like the the velocity and the accuracy uh so so i I do think for from sam how it 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 starts there and it's going to keep going from there um dre you asked this well i I guess we can kind of do we want to jump into the, the quotes now matter of fact yeah Yes. Cause um with with the, the thing with Sam Howe, right? Uh the quotes over the past couple of weeks, or excuse me, past couple of days, not past weeks, past couple of days between Ron Rivera and Sam Howe, right? Uh yeah. messaging. I, I want to get a floor to Dre. So and, and I want to get your thoughts off the top, Dre, and we can dive into the conversation. But uh, cause I, I definitely got some thoughts on this, and it's kind of weird how, how the conversation has been going on Twitter um with the past 12 hours or so. But I want to give you the floor to kind of explain what happened with, with the two. Ron and Sam, and then obviously get your thoughts on it as well.
0: Yeah, it's funny because it's actually something I had brought up on the show on Tuesday. I mean, as a fan, you know, going into the Buffalo game, I said this is the litmus test. For the team, at least, you know, from a fan's uh, standpoint, because we, we kind of want to see where we measure up. But Because, again, we were supposed to be much better than the Cardinals, right? Than the Denver Broncos. Now, Denver Broncos wasn't a team that was seen when you looked at the schedule. You go, oh, that's an impossible win. It's just so it's more so a, a tough place to play in Denver. But you feel like you can match up with them. You feel like you could at least beat them. That's why I was saying, hey, I want to go to a no because I know what we have coming up. So Buffalo was the litmus test. All right, this is the team that if you go in, you play pretty well or you match up pretty well with them, you feel really good about your team after this. Now, Ron Rivera has said in the past, 2021, he said that going into the Buffalo game, it was early in the season in 2021, he said this is the measuring stick game. Now, that bit him in the ass because obviously how the game turned out and a lot of people were saying this is not how you do it. Ron has once again said that I think Sam has also mentioned it as well, but Ron has mentioned that this has been a measure and stick game again. Now, some people have an issue that with that comment coming from the coach, because they're like, Hey, you know, as a coach, you're supposed to feel you, you can already play on this level with these type of teams. I personally don't have a problem with Ron kind of saying it's a measure and stick because I think it's a measure and stick as well. But I do know that, you know, Ron can take some heat from that. If you go out there and you lay an egg again. So, you know, you, you're going to put a little bit more pressure on your team to come out and play this week. You know, I mean, the guys probably already feel it anyway. This is a big game coming up. I mean, you're two and zero. you know, you want to be, you know, taken more serious around the league and this is the team to do so. But the question for me, you know, you know, or at least for other fans, yeah, I mean, it is a measuring stick game and we, you know, but again, I don't blame Ron for coming out and saying that. I mean, Ron wants to see what his team can do. I mean, it doesn't mean he's less confident in this team, as some people may suggest. I've already seen some people kind of, you know, feeling some type of way about the comment. But I mean, I have no issue with it, per se. I mean, I just know it puts a little bit more pressure on you. I mean, but the truth is, it is a litmus test.
3: We are with that, Linnell. What's your thoughts on this?
4: Yeah, I've seen like the the back and forth discussion. And the one thing that people have an issue with is kind of, Dre, what you touched on, just the coach speak, Ron talking up Buffalo. I think it's a sign of respect. We know the relationship that these two organizations have uh, with the J.D. McKissick situation uh, last offseason. So I think Ron's just treading lightly in terms of not trying to be too boisterous about it, but I think internally – Knowing the impact that the that enemy has had and the confidence and the swagger that I feel like they're playing with, it's bulletin board material. They probably see that everyone's – I've looked on FL.com today. Seven of their nine analysts have picked Buffalo. Two of them haven't picked anything yet. I think they're 100% cognizant of what this game means. But I like that they're not coming out and puffing their chest out. What what, what the hell have you done to earn that? You started off 2-0. That's great. Prove it and talk on the field. That's my whole thing.
3: I'm in this space, bro. Um, so based on how y'all talking, well, first off, I'm is I'm not drastically different. Like I got a little nuanced uh positioning, but um bro, I'm not gonna lie to y'all, like I think that for as long as Ron has been here, right? We've heard when it comes to certain opponents, this is a measuring stick, primarily the Bills. Um, he's done it twice with them. But I think honestly, um, when I have when I hear first off, let me kind of go a whole macro whole pictures type of deal in the four years that ron's been here it's the best roster that he's had um obviously he's worked to this point to get here so that we have to take that into account um but i think we know and i think he knows is the best roster that he's had since he's been here obviously you took some hits in certain places offensive line is a question mark uh until we have a bigger picture uh but so far uh still average like above average like they're not terrible, but they're not elite either. Um, and then you look at your linebackers; same thing. You're trying to figure out what's going on with Cody at this point. Jamie Davis has been cooking; got work, ain't got to worry about him right now. But, but to that to that whole point, and, and technically speaking, question mark it still exists in that quarterback. Um, although I do believe we're starting yes. to get a bigger picture. Um, but point being, this is the best roster that he's had in some time now, and or actually since he's been here. And I think for 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 Ron to set the tone um excuse me for ron he has the opportunity to set the tone moving forward in terms of his confidence level in his team right um people think i said personally i said i think that they need to start changing their tone in the media when it comes to certain teams right um when it comes to like a buffalo bills or when it comes to a who do we have at at when we face the new york jets if if aaron Rodgers was still on the table like when it comes to a new york jets team when it comes to a dallas cowboys philadelphia eagles san francisco 49ers that they play later in the season like I think when it comes to tone, that's how important these things are is understanding that you're not sitting here saying, or I'm not sitting here suggesting that you go out there and say, We're better than them. Uh we can beat, we can beat them, we're gonna whoop them. Um I it's not it's nothing about the opponent. It's about exuding confidence to your team. You can do that privately. But also when you go to the to the media, when they ask you about an opponent that people consider Super Bowl contenders. I believe in my team just as much as y'all believe that, that, that this team can make it to the Super Bowl. Like, I'm that confident in my team. And and I think for, in, in, in a way to communicate that, uh, now, side note, I don't think this is a big deal. It's just my preference. I think when you recognize the, the roster that you have, when you recognize the players that you have, and the job that you did in terms of bringing the enemy on here, like, when you know what you have, speak confidently in what you have. And let people know that, I'm not sitting here talking no shit. I just believe in these people that I put on on my team, on my staff, to get the job done on a weekly basis. And I think when you have an opportunity to tell people about your matchup against Buffalo, or even Philly moving forward, or the teams that I mentioned, San Fran, New York, if they had Aaron Rodgers, all those things, like it's an opportunity to say like all along, I know that we can be uh, a very good team. And I know that we are good. And I can't wait for people to see that. Uh, you, that doesn't mean puff your chest out and say we the shit. It just means tell people that that I know we some dogs. And I know that we're going we gonna to show y'all week in and week out that we some dogs. I don't need to hear about you being a measuring, like, have this being a measuring stick. Because what happens if you lose? Like, does the measuring stick say, yeah, we only lost by seven, so... I can, but it's all, it's I, all I think context. I think I'm I think I'm I think I'm cool. I thinking. A, a 7 point loss man, I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? We we ain't get blown out. Or if we lost by 3, we we could have had this. So I, I think I think we passed the litmus test. Like we don't have to worry about no measure take. It's not a test, bro. Go out there and get the dub. Simple as that. Go out there and get the dub. Don't think that you have to sit here and see how your team messes up against these guys, bro. Just go out there and get the fucking dub, bro.
0: Well, see, losing causes you to backtrack, which is what he had to do last time. Exactly.
3: So that's <laughs> stand like but stand
4: this way.
0: Stand tall. Stand
3: tall on what you're saying, bro. You you can be you can be confident and tell us like an L, bro. Put it this way. Somebody mentioned somebody tried to compare boxers to the situation because I, I had tweeted this out. But somebody tried to compare a boxer situation to this. Like, think about it. If you're a, even if you're a boxer, bro, you're a world class boxer, and you take one loss, like and you're and when you're when you're leading up to the fight you're confident in like, your abilities that's part of your promotion to sell the fight and and even talk shit to your opponent but even if you're a humble dude you're still you're confident in your abilities you're not going to talk shit about the other dude you don't have to do that but even if you lose you come back and you fight again bro because why you one loss is not going to take away the reputation that you had and if you lose the buffalo early on bro in week 3 there's 14 games left for you to still prove that you meant what you said before the buffalo game
4: I this just think that works for
3: it.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You gotta wait for it. And that's
3: what, and that's and that's right. That's where I'm getting at. All I'm saying is it has nothing to do with talking your shit. Don't pop your shit. You don't have to talk shit to the opponent, you don't have to talk shit to anybody else. Talk shit about your team. Talk shit like, hey man, we some dogs, bro. Believe it. And and in the NFL, you're gonna lose games. But if the world if the, the national attention comes out and, and you see a, a dog ass fight and you lose 27-24. That's not a measuring stick comment. That's a hey, I showed y'all we some dogs. We lost this one, but wait till next week. Like, that's all I'm saying, bro. Just, 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 just do, just, just speak, change your tune and how you approach the media, bro. That's all I'm saying, bro. That's
4: all, that's where my head is at. But well, are you surprised? What I'm not surprised. He's no. he shown no ability to understand. This is not Carolina. This is not Charlotte, right? This is the nation's capital. This mm-hmm. team means so much outside of this area. <laughs> Somebody said Linnell must be tired from all that yelling he did on the radio. Man, you see it right now. Nah, it's crazy though, but yeah, like honestly though, I I don't take offense to it. Like I'm not thrown, but like I'm surprised that it's gotten as much traction and as much burn that it has as it has on social media. That's just how you know we're in a good yeah. spot as an organization. We don't got ever shit to talk about, so we're talking about this. But like, look, internally, y'all have to just understand. I just keep going back to Eric Bianami. There's just certain shit that I think isn't flying no more because he's in charge. And I'm not saying he's the head coach, but y'all know it. There's a trickle-down effect as to what he brings to the organization. And I say the organization because it's not just the offense. Y'all were out there, camp. Y'all saw the way the, the difference in tempo. It's all trickles down to me. And I think look at the way EB came out in you could call it what you want, gave Matt Milano with flowers. I just think they're there's a message internally that they're not—they're not going to overlook anybody, they're not going to look up at anybody for that matter. For that matter, but I do agree with that. It is a litmus test. Like, look at what Buffalo has done in the regular season over the past three years. This is a 10, 11, 12 win team perennially. They were on the brinks of making it to the AFC Championship game a year ago. So, like, I get what they're doing. They're trying to avoid, like you said, Dre, the letdown effect because we've seen that in years past. Where they talk themselves up before a game, and then they come out and fall flat on their face. Especially considering the way the slow start to this team has got off to the last two weeks, we might think they shit don't stink. But internally, I think I think they're doing a really good job being even killed with this because they're two and zero. There's a there's plenty of reason to be all excited and get up in arms. I'm guilty of it at times, depending on what time of the day you catch me at. But <laughs> it just it just is what it is at this point. I'm just so ready to put all the talking shit behind, because I've been saying it all offseason, Ma and Drake. Buffalo is probably the most overrated franchise, not even just in the NFL. Oh, yeah, I pro remember you yeah. did And pro sports, not just the NFL. I'm saying pro sports. <laughs> like, let's call it what it is. Josh Allen, to me, I've never seen a quarterback cost his team as many games as he has and then still be anointed and talked about like he's some top five guy. Why is Josh Allen a top five quarterback? How can you be top five? You've led the National Football League in turnovers since 2018, yet you're top five. The last time I saw you, before the regular season started, the Bengals put the belt to your ass, but you're top five, the game before that, you barely beat Skylar Thompson, third-string quarterback for Miami in a wild-card game. The belt almost got put to your ass then. We saw what the (laughs) Jets did to them. They lost to Zach Wilson. I don't respect the Jets. And see, if I was the head coach, I'd probably come out and, and start popping my shit and say different shit. But it is what it is. They probably feel internally just as confident as maybe I feel about them, but they're not puffing their chest out about it and being so boisterous with it. They got it. And I was going to say, too,
0: I feel like he likes to do this litmus testing because... If you look at the Bills, it's kind of what Ron, I think he envisions the model for what we can be as a franchise. I mean, you look Sean McDermott, you know, he worked with Sean McDermott for years up in Carolina. And then on top of that, now, last time we played the Bills, Leslie Frazier was the defensive coordinator. Now, Sean McDermott is taking over those duties. So he's kind of looking at that now. All right, I'm in year four with Washington now. You know, Sean, uh, Sean McDermott's been there for some years. He's built Buffalo into what it is. Now, this is year four. I need to start seeing this is where my franchise is at least trending to. You know, I think that's what he looks at. I, I mean I think it does have a lot to do with the fact that him and Sean McDermott worked in that staff for a lot of years. So he looks at them and say, Hey, you know, if we are competing with them and you know we're giving them hell, then maybe I know, you know, I'm confident about where we're going as a franchise.
3: Fellas, um, Anil, man, I know you got a few more minutes. So let's go ahead and uh tap into Buffalo as well. Um what is it going to take to get them to three and oh, what is what is your main the main things at the top of your head, Linnell, in terms of of, of Washington getting this deal? What do they have to do? Uh, we'll start there. And, and, and Dre, you got the floor next.
4: I said it already, like you can't get down twenty one to three to Buffalo. You're not going to have a chance to come back in the football game. Josh Allen, while I just kind of disrespected him and the same in the same sentence, I'm going to say it's too good of a quarterback to get down twenty one to three to him. and think you're going to be able to come back. Um. The slow starts for me has really been like the number one thing in terms of what I'm concerned about in terms of Washington keys wise against Buffalo. I think stylistically I've been saying all week stylistically, they are the New York jets, right? And if you look over the past two seasons of success, that Jets defense has had against Josh Allen. I think they should have every bit of confidence coming in. It's going to be on the interior of both sides of the line of scrimmage. I think John Allen and Deron Payne have to dominate their matchup. And then that interior three Sadiq Charles, Sam Cosby, Nick Gates. It's a hell of a trio they're going up against. Big Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver single-handedly tried to game right last week. Yeah. So that matchup is going to be critical. Um, I think on the edge, I'm curious to see Chase Young versus Deion Dawkins because I remember last – what was it, 2021 when we played Buffalo? Deion Dawkins locked up Chase Young, and that was part of the discussion following the game. So – How both sides of the line of scrimmage handle themselves, I think will determine ultimately the outcome of the game, but then turnovers too. thought the offense did a really nice job last week, protecting the football. And then the one thing that I still am kind of trying to figure out with this offense is like, what is our identity? Cause I'm one of those guys that like, I want them to be under center and run the football, but I'm seeing some of the benefits of them running out of shotgun and marrying up the running game and the play action attack. So, I think in terms of keys, interior of the offensive line, interior of your defensive line, got to play stout. You can't turn the football over, and then I think they've got to establish themselves on the ground. Because yes, yeah, no Von Miller in this game, but Eponenza is a problem on the edge. Greg Rousseau is a problem on the edge. Leonard Floyd sneaky pickup. The yep. So they got some guys that can get after the passer, and we know how skilled they are in the secondary. Team speed on defense is something that Buffalo like really prides themselves on. So I think if you could use their aggressiveness to their to to your advantage, i.e. the screen game, i.e. misdirection stuff, working off play action, I think you'll have a shot to the lock. I know.
3: <laughs> Before you go, Dre, uh, weather-wise, I know there was a lot of talk about the rain. Yes. Um, now, for those who are gamblers and may not be aware, or people who just want to check the weather of some games, maybe even for fantasy, uh, Roto Grinders. Type Google Roto Roto Grinders weather report. Um, so you can probably add a direct link. But Roto Grinders does a really good job every single week. They produce weather reports. Um that every Roto single game. Yeah, every single NFL, NFL game. Week? Yeah, every single NFL game, every single week. Um, and according to the guy who runs their weather forecast, um, he says it's likely the bulk of rain is clear by kickoff, though it's close enough that we'll need to see the radar before kickoff to be sure i'd expect a dry or mostly dry game but wind sustained around 10 to 15 maybe 20 miles an hour i'm sure that has to do with that tropical storm that's supposed to be coming around over the weekend so uh weather wise that's what we're looking like heading into uh the weekend Troy, you got the floor
0: yeah, I mean, that's something to monitor, but um I was looking at the weather as well because we live in this area. so I think it might mostly most of it might come on Saturday, hopefully, a lot of it is clear. and that's because one of my keys in this game, and you know, Maul, as much as we've talked about it, I wanted to get the running game going a lot more earlier in the season, but I I think this is a game you can start to really attack Buffalo secondary. Now, Buffalo has talent in the secondary, but they've actually been kind of struggling this uh, early on in the season so far. So you may be able to get some big plays there. I mean, we haven't really uh, attacked the big play a lot um, so far the first two games. But as we've been kind of talking about, I think that's what Eric bien is kind of setting this offense up for. A lot of the stuff, like a lot of the passing attempts, like they've been passing early in downs to kind of, you know, substitute for the uh, running game in a sense, and they want to get that going. But I think at some point you're going to start to see stuff open up downfield, and this might be the game you can get Buffalo if the weather is clear and it's not too much rain. Then maybe one of the keys start to attack that. I would definitely watch out for Milano. He's the best player on the Bills' defense, in my opinion. I mean, that guy's a beast, man. Like, I mean, you have to watch out for the middle of the field. I'm not sure how effective the tight ends are going to be. On the opposite end of the ball, the key to the game, I think you can make Josh Allen make mistakes. I mean, that guy, He he's known to do it, through, as Linnell said. I mean, he can give away games. I mean, he, he gave away the Jets game by himself alone you know i mean he you know those turnovers were just boneheaded and that's what he can do in games he's as talented as josh allen is he can make mistakes and this is the type of defense and this is what we want to see out of this defense is this defense starting to make plays and creating turnovers and this is the game we've dropped a lot of picks in the first two games we've we've talked about that a lot so this may be the game we can start catching some of those and josh allen i do think he's going to give you opportunities um I think the defensive line, the interior should really have their way with the interior of the Buffalo line. I do think the strength is on the outside, especially Dawkins uh, at the left tackle. But we still have enough – you know, you got Chase and Montez. They should still be able to win battles against a guy like Deion Dawkins. I mean, I do think he's a good player, don't get me wrong, but he's probably the best on the the line so far that they have. But John Allen and Deron Payne, I think this is the game where they eat inside because I don't think Buffalo is that strong on the interior.
3: Linnell, before I uh continue, I know time wise, I want to make sure you good. So if, if you got if you got a dip, if you got a dip, we can go ahead uh make sure that people know you good?
4: Uh, yeah, we good. We can keep rolling for a little bit. Okay.
3: Just 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 let me know. Let me know what's up. Um all right. So PC said and everybody, I guess since we're taking this little small break, make sure you hit that like button, make sure that subscribe button if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, rating and review is definitely appreciated. Follow if you haven't done so. Uh PC mention and everybody in the chat that's here live. Um, make sure if you want to, man, get your keys. What is going to be important for you for, for Sunday to get for Washington to get a dub? Let me know. Let us know. Uh, so we get you in. PC mention one of his keys to the game is our secondary has to catch the ball when Alan throws it to us. We have dropped several INTs already, and Alan will throw it to us at least 45 times. PC is actually interesting, bro, because I had a conversation with um one of my friends at the gym before I got on the podcast, and you know, one of the things that he was—he's a Cowboys fan. So one of the things he was talking about was how he thought his secondary was going to be straight with with the absence of Trayvon Diggs, who um has now out—he's now out for the season because of a torn ACL that he suffered at practice. Um, and my thing is PC to your point, I said, now you got your boy Bland, who I actually respect. I think he's solid, but like. The type of picks that Trayvon gets versus the type of picks that, that Bland gets is one thing. Secondly, y'all don't have no ball hook to the nature of, of Trayvon. So you gotta understand the type of player that he is. And you mentioned that the secondary has to catch the ball. I think that's that's obvious, right? Like you got you gotta have some some playmakers in the secondary, but you also gotta recognize who's back there. It's only two people that you can really say out loud. <laughs> Even if you got faith in other people, it's only two people you can say out loud that really can can handle their business when the ball comes their way. And that's Kendall Fuller and that's Emmanuel Forbes. Emmanuel Forbes would go make a play. And you saw that against Denver. Like he saw it, he wanted to go get it. He has receiver skills, mind you, at that. And Kendall Fuller is just a person who has good hands as a cornerback. So I think when you take about when you talk about what the secondary has to do, I agree with you 110%. But I also know. As the weeks move on, you have Derek Ford dropping picks, uh, Cam curl dropping picks, um, uh, Percy Butler dropping picks. They may just got they may just not have it, like you force
0: then dropped a couple too, though. And we still I still think he's the man when it comes to playmaking. Yeah,
3: well, we can trust him because we didn't we yeah. didn't seen it a thousand times. But like these are people when you look at them, you're like, Oh, they just got DB hands, bro. That's it. So I'm not saying you wrong, PC, you 100 percent right. But I also am starting to temper my expectations. They'll have some opportunities, but you like it gotta be like a it gotta be a lob or something for them to catch a pick, bro. Um I think bro, one of my keys, um, Linnell mentioned it, like the trenches is, is just is is very important for this game and it's always gonna be important for Washington. Uh, but, but I also think that uh, when we look at uh an underrated factor on the offense, like I don't think that we need to be wasting time getting Brian Robinson involved in the offense. Uh, and I, I I respect a pass first scheme, and I'll say it for the next few weeks. As I said it Tuesday, Dre, and and even after the game, we're we're walking into a whole new type of offense and a whole new type of scheme. Like we're not really used to a pass first scheme, so it's going to look different. Um, and we're going to have <coughs> some people who are old school are going to have issues with like, what's up with all this goddamn passing? Like, run the damn ball, like that's going to happen. But I think. Ultimately, though, with the with enemy and, and even with this offensive line, like I wouldn't even like understand that Brian Robinson is a he's a he's a he's a asset. He's a, a very big asset for your offense. And he's showing over the past couple weeks and even in preseason. And Linnell, you've been at practices, uh, uh, training camp practices way more than either Dre or myself. Like he's been showing what he can do in the past game. I'm not saying here saying he can run wheel routes or angle routes to perfection or run a goddamn route from the slot, but for a running back who's asked to do certain routes as a running back, um, he can do that. But he can he can also catch the ball. So I think all of those things, when you take into account exactly what um, Brian Robinson can do for your offense, is is just as important to get him involved early and often to help out Sam Howell to help out your offensive line. That's that's one of my major keys offensively. Um, and then my major key defensively is going to revolve around, uh, getting pressure on Josh Allen. Um, I I think one of the things that that was impressive when Chase Young came back is like his motor, um, how, how active he was in terms of his snap count. Um, and even the fact that he was, um, he was, he was showing that he was able to get to the quarterback in in a couple different ways. But I also think that from a, a pass rush unit, Um, they were top in sack rate and even pressure rate, but I need, I need to make sure that we don't repeat the same mistakes that we, that we seen in 2021 with this defensive line. Like sure. Josh Allen is going to find a way to get out of the pocket, but can we make it three times out of 10 instead of seven times out of 10? Like, can we, can we lower that percentage with, with Josh Allen? Um, and, 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 and that's kind of where I'm like. Chase, that's where Chase Young comes into an effect. Like, Can we make sure that Chase Young is communicating, as Ron indicated, that Chase Young is communicating with his defensive line, his defensive tackle who's next to him, that I feel like I can win on this, cover me. Or I can get to the quarterback here, cover me. Or just generally I have to stay outside and contain so I'm going to do my part and we're going to make sure that we get the dub up front as a unit and we all look good as a unit. Like Those are the things where it's like That's what I'm worried about. All trench game, man. Get Brian Robinson involved and make sure that these guys up front are are very disciplined against a guy like Josh Allen
0: who can make you pay when he gets outside the pocket. And, Mark, can I just comment real quick on that? This is... Also, we've talked about the litmus test. This is also a litmus test to see how far players have grown in as far as maturity within the defensive scheme. Because I mean, remember in 2021, the big talk of that season was a lot of guys weren't playing their schemes, they weren't playing their assignments, and they just. And Ron had talked all off season in 2021 about players being immature and not disciplined on defense. You know, so now this, you're two years later. Now this is the test because Josh Allison, he's still the same quarterback are you going to play your assignments? Are you going to be ready? Are And, and this is, and this is a good litmus test to see maturity wise. Like I said, we hadn't talked about that. We just only talked about as far as where they are at on a playing level or on a skill level. But in this case, it's also to see the development in which the coaches, this is, this is the time where you can say, Hey, Jack, Del Rio, They're really buying into him. Now this is different. You know, cause 2021, like, Early in the season, I, I forget whether it was the second or third game that they played Buffalo and I just know it was really early. But either yeah, way, yeah, it started to slide. You, you saw the slide, and you saw the defense just wasn't ready to be what they were in 2020. So now, you know, going forward, I'm glad we are playing Buffalo early, and I'm glad we are starting 2-0 against them because now not only is this a litmus test for the players, this is also a litmus test
4: for the coaches as well. Yeah, I agree. I think we saw we saw it last week too. Though that was the one gripe I had with with some of Chase's rushes last week, he's just getting too far upfield. I think Russell Wilson is just past his athletic prime to where it's not going to hurt you. But if you do that against Josh Allen, as y'all alluded to, he he's going to find ways. The phrase that they always use is rushing with discipline, right, and maintaining mm-hmm. gap integrity when rushing him. Because what the, the the second you got two guys in one gap, Josh Allen's going to find it, and now he's off to the races. So. I think if they could rush in unison and not try to do their own individual thing, they should do a really – they should have an easy job of keeping him in the pocket. I keep going back to stylistically how similar their front four and their entire defense is to the Jets. That is why the Jets have been able to be Josh Allen's bugaboo, so to speak, over the last two years. They do a really nice job keeping him in the pocket. Um, I I even think at times maybe I would spy Josh Allen with Jameis just to make sure he doesn't beat you because
3: definitely got to do
4: that. that's really what you got to worry about in terms of him escaping the pocket. The other thing that I'm kind of worried about is the increased use of Dalton Kincaid and the tight ends being more prevalent in the offense. I think it's a really big test for a guy like Cam Curl because I'm sure he draws that assignment. I'm sure they're not going to put Cody Barton, sorry ass on him. So yeah, Cam Curl <laughs> is probably going to have to do you know, covered Dalton Kincaid the most. I know Dawson Knox scored a touchdown last week. So they're versatile offensively. The one thing that concerns me from last week, though, we can't give up the big play. That's something that escaped this group in 2021. Like that was their issue. Third down to give it up big plays. Last year, we saw it at the beginning of the season, giving up big plays. And it wasn't necessarily guys being out of position. It was guys just not making good plays on the football, like the Philadelphia game. But I think everything that we've talked about, this is – I don't want to overstate how big the game is, but I think it's going no. to – No. It's a sellout,
3: bro. It's a sellout. Sell
4: <laughs> There's so much I feel like I'm going to be able to take away X's and O's wise after seeing them Sunday because while we're all confident and happy about the 2-0 start, we could all agree and admit that it, it wasn't really against a team that you feel like it could compete with you.
3: All facts, bro. Um, That sounds like it don't. Don't it's, it's significant, bro. Play it up like you get a Dude. sellout crowd and back to back weeks, and um, back to back home weeks, uh, that you have. A I want to see what crowd.
0: type of sellout it is, too. We yeah, I'm sure we're gonna have sellouts. if it's majority yeah. us. I mean, because even I expect because Buffalo they travel well, but if it's still majority us,
4: oh, that's a good damn feeling, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like, so that's the thing, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know if I've said it to y'all, but I've been saying it on the air, I think it's ridiculous. And, of course, everybody tries to tell me I'm crazy and D.C. is such a a city where people travel to and things like that. There is no reason. I've been working at the fan for, like, going on three years now. There's no reason that every Sunday Bill's Mafia takes over the bullpen. The bullpen right outside of Nats Park. Bill's mm. Mafia takes over bullpen every Sunday. You don't think that's for ridiculous? Really? Yes. Oh, that's and ridiculous. nobody but no. That's what I'm saying. Everybody I tell to look at me like I got three eyes. Every Sunday, they take over They take over the bullpen. And, and people are complaining about ticket prices and, and things like that. Go to the bullpen. It's free. That's what the option should be. I know there's other commanders' bars in Navy Yard and all that, but I'm like, this is D.C., baby. Yeah. I can't have an opposing... Team come in and take over one of my prime tailgate destinations. That's ridiculous. But, but see,
0: but Linette, what we've missed over the last few years and not being much of a relevant franchise is we've missed the casual fans. You know, there's a lot of casual fans in this area, and they were here, you know, when we were winning and they want to see winning. I mean, it happens even with the Wizards basketball team. You know, the casual fans, they're going to come out to the Wizards if they're winning. But if they're not winning, you know, they're going to go back to the old eight Poland days, but they're only going to go watch the Wizards when they're playing superstars. You know, so that's, we, we have to kind of, and it's going to take some time. I mean, this is all still new with Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Harris taking over this team. Like we have to get this franchise back slowly and it's going to take a little bit of time, but. This is, this is the type of stuff people want to see. Like, I mean, fans came out to the Cardinals game week one. I mean, and that was just the, oh, bye, Josh, by uh, by Dan Snyder thing. That's what a lot of that was. But I was actually surprised to see that it was a sold-out thing for Buffalo. And because we didn't – even in the years that we've been bad or where it hasn't been a lot of fan interest – there, there weren't many sellouts, you know, for this right. franchise. And even in, in, in when you went to the games, even, in, even though it wasn't sold out, you still see more of the opposing fan base. So you have to think that some people are coming back now. You know, some people are coming right. back to watch us. So hopefully, you know, we are, you know, I don't know if we're going to outnumber Bills fans, so to speak, or even when it comes to being loud in the stadium, but I do hope that it feels like some kind
4: of home field advantage this week going into it. It better or else everybody is full of shit. Talking all, That's facts, bro. more you're asking for from the franchise? But that's I facts. facts. I, I agree. I do gotta. I do gotta slide out. Appreciate hey, me on hey, but
3: but so, get your get your plug, get your plug and yes. game prediction because we just close out anyway. Letting people know where they can find you, bro. Uh, what's your what's your game prediction and MVP?
4: Game prediction. Oh God, I'm gonna do it. I got my dog in here right now, so he's monitoring everything Thank I say you, and writing this shit down. I think. The weather's going to have an impact on it. I think it's a lower-scoring game than people people think. I think Washington will be able to hold their own defensively. I think it's going to come down to who wins the turnover battle and then penalties. Washington can't afford to be put in these third and long situations. I think they'll be able to do that with the running game because you saw Brees Hall dice up that Bills defense on the ground. I'm going to go Washington. I'm going to go Washington, 27-23 mm. Washington. I think we're 3-0. and We're to talk of the NFL next week.
3: There it is, man. Uh 2723 Washington. You can find nail Willingham on 1067 Fan throughout the week and throughout the weekend, man. He's there on game days as well. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at nail underscore BTP. I think his Instagram as well too. So all social uh, platforms,
4: man. All
3: social platforms. There you go, bro. Hey man, be safe, bro. Uh, I'm Lurk. gonna tap in, I'm gonna tap in with you around the game time, man. See how you feeling, but stay safe, bro. I'm gonna holler at you, bro.
4: Got
3: you, man. Yes, sir. Stay with as yes, well. Sir. Yeah. All right, bro. They go Linnell and Dre, man. Let's go ahead and get up out of here with our predictions. Hey, chat predictions, man. Where y'all at? What's y'all? What's y'all score predictions? Who wins and who is y'all's MVP? Uh, Dre, I'll go first with this one. Um, so as I said on Tuesday. Best case scenario for Washington has always been three and one over their four their their first four games for me. And I personally think that we have a better chance of beating Philly more than we have a better more than we have a better chance of beating Buffalo. Right. I'll say that out the gate. And with that being said, um, I don't say that it's impossible to beat Buffalo, especially at home. But I I don't know just yet if they're ready for a Josh Allen that is like two or three times better than Russell Wilson right now. I think people understand that Josh Allen is a turnover machine, right? I think that people understand that 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 gives defenses and, and offense or teams in general a chance, right? But I also think that people don't understand just yet like Buffalo has those random and disappointing early season losses, maybe even in week one. And then they turn up like immediately after that. And I think it's going to be a good, again, litmus test to see like how we can withstand Buffalo's like traditional early season surge. Right. To remind people that, hey, we that we're going to see y'all not we're going to see y'all in the AFC title game. Like, that's their thought. Like, that's what they that's what they look like in a regular season. like We're going to see y'all in the AFC title game type deal. So for me, I'm going to go ahead and say that Washington loses this game. Uh, My prediction. Is. Twenty seven. Twenty one. I'm going to say that my MVP for the game is probably going to come on the offensive side for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and I'm going to say uh, Stefan Diggs has himself a day. No, I'm sorry. Rewind. Dalton Kincaid. That's a guy I wanted to touch on in the episode. I think that the way that they can utilize him, uh, because he's a versatile tight end, you can put him in a slot. You can put him as an isolated receiver. You can put him in line, can put him behind the line of scrimmage. Um, I think that Dalton Kincaid will probably have himself a really good day against the, the Washington Commanders. That's going to be my MVP, Dalton Kincaid. But, yeah, 27-21 Buffalo, Dalton Kincaid MVP.
0: So, so Maul, you got us barely covering, and you got a breakout game for Dalton Kincaid.
3: Uh, breakout is strong, but I guess if that's my MVP, sure,
0: yeah,
4: yeah. yes, correct. Yeah, MVP,
0: he's
3: breaking
4: out, yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yes. I mean, and that's you're not wrong because I i, I like them a lot coming out of college, and I mean, he's looked okay so far in the first couple of games. Buffalo hasn't got him involved, but this could be the game where they start to say, Hey, this is why he was our first round pick. But I'm actually kind of leaning into the direction that Linnell was leaning in. Um, I think and I'm I actually disagree with you, more. I'm well, I feel differently than you do regarding these next two games. I actually feel like the Eagles game, they have. I, I, I think the Buffalo game, if they're going to win either of the two, this is the game they probably have a better chance of winning against. Because I'm just factoring in with the Eagles, um, that they're probably still they still remember the game last year that we had against them. Man, in I, that. <laughs> I don't mean they can beat us hell with do you're right you're <laughs> right about that but they might be a little extra mad but i do feel like you know you're at home against buffalo and ron is putting a lot into this man i mean he's already said this is the test again and he i think he probably knows that he said this before and he knows he knows what buffalo is he remembers the game so maybe he wants to he's going to give his team a little bit of an extra edge um Again, I'm with you in the fact that you know you still have to watch out for Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen is a hell of a player. I mean, I'm higher on him than a lot of people are. Despite what
3: Linnell says, he's still a top (laughs) ten quarterback. Yeah, undoubtedly. I mean, that's a top ten quarterback right there. Top five
0: in my book. Maul, I was I was gonna say. I, he's he's top five in my book. Like, I, I don't question it. I do think Josh Allen's a top five quarterback. I mean, he has Buffalo in the conversation every year. I mean, well, with that said, Josh Allen is a guy that can give and he can take away from his team. And, you know, if this is the defense that we are expected to be a really good defense this year, you know, now you might not go out there and shut a guy like Josh Allen down. But you can go out there and make plays against Josh Allen, and I expect this defense to make a couple of game impacting plays um, this week, um, especially in the secondary. I do expect expect a couple of guys, you know, to make some plays this week. Not just Emmanuel Forbes, but even the guys that we mentioned, the safeties. Like maybe Derek Forrest gets a pick this week. Maybe Cam Curl makes a big play this week. But that's where I expect something to happen in this defense this week. I know it may be a little, we, we may be dealing with weather a little bit this week. But, I mean, offensively, man, I think that, you know, they can make enough plays to speak on offense. And I'm going with the Commanders. It's hard for me to pick um, Buffalo under 20 points this week. So I'm going with a score close to Linnell's score, and I think Washington wins
3: 27-24. 27-24, Washington. Uh, Magic says 21-17, Washington. Imani. No, I'm sorry. Let me go to... Let me go to the nail first. What he, he said 27, what do you say? 27, 23, Washington. Um, Armani and myself are on Buffalo's side. 27, 20 for Armani. 27, 21 for myself. Um, And there we go. Hey, man. We all know while we're here. We're all hoping Washington wins. So it is what it is. We're going to see what they're talking about come Sunday. Um, But Dre, that's going to wrap it up for us, bro. Um, Everybody, appreciate everybody who tapped in to this point. Everybody who watched uh from start to finish, we definitely appreciate it as well. Again, like, subscribe if you haven't done so. Follow, rate, review if you haven't done so. We definitely appreciate that. The fellas will be back immediately after the Buffalo and Commanders game. Hit triple zeros. Deron Payne film session coming out tomorrow morning. So stay tuned for that one as well. Uh, that's going to be a good one against the Denver Broncos. Hopefully, if he can continue what he did against Denver, against Buffalo, we're going to be in good shape. So Dre, man, you be safe, bro. Uh, we are gonna lock in this weekend, uh, and 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 yeah, I think I think that's gonna wrap it up for us, bro. Be safe, big dog. Yes, hey. sir. So, catch y'all Sunday, man. Sunday post game, man. We out here, peace.
2: Damn, set, huh, watch him throw the ball, we gon' pick it up. You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off. You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type the to wanna win by any means, right? You should look alive, this is trap and dive.